many of us have tried to read the Bible and failed. Like, I mean, I tell you, I can't tell you how many people I know, they start in Genesis on January 1st and don't make it all the way through Genesis, right? Like, and it's a, it's a tough read, to be honest. I, I was not smart enough to realize how the Bible was put together and there might be a better way to read it. So I read it cover to cover, starting in Genesis through Revelation when I, when I became a believer, because I was like, I was sure it was going to be on the final exam. And actually, I think I became a believer somewhere in Leviticus, uh, because that's where, you know, most people really find the richest, deepest things of Scripture. Uh, but, you know, many of us, you know, try to read the Bible, and we fail, if we're honest. If, you, you don't have to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I can see from your eyes, I, and I can see one hand, because <laughs> we're going to be real here. It, it, it's a daunting thing sometimes. Like, it, it's a big book. Now, on the other hand, those of you who get it, like, it's, it's a book of life, right? <laughs> like, there, there's a richness in it. There's things you can learn. Uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll change your life. Many of us try, kind of try to read it, we fail, and then we feel bad because this whole sermon, you're like, oh, it's just going to be expectation, expectation. Tried that and failed. It's not that it, it, it's an expectation that you don't meet and therefore, you know, you're not living right, but it's an invitation to a different kind of life. When you really read the Bible, when you take it in, when you absorb the things it says, and you center your life on it, it really changes the way you live. It'll change the way you think. And honestly, it'll give you more life in this life than not. So we're going to jump into Psalm 119. I think if I read it just in its entirety, it might be as long as one of my normal sermons. Uh, I think I figured out, I was like, I, I, usually, I could preach an hour on, you know, six to eight verses. You guys know that, because I've sometimes done that. The Psalm series, a few of them are just so much rich stuff and a little bit longer. And I've, I've, you know, I've tried, I've tried to pare it down, um, <laughs> because you can only absorb as much as you can still listen to me uh, while sitting in that seat. We did buy comfortable seats. These were actually, our seats were um, real life tested. Uh, we, we had samples when in the beginning and I would be teaching and like the chairs we were going to buy, people got like uncomfortable and moving and these were like the most comfortable chairs. Now the people in the pews, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if those are comfortable or not. We're thinking about recovering them. Some of you think they're really comfortable. You got the lazy boy pew that we're going to get some that recline, you know, maybe your feet up, a little cooler in there, you know, I don't know. So you can enjoy some. Anyway, so when we go through Psalm 119, uh, I'm not going to preach the 20 to 30 hours that I thought it would take. Um, <laughs> so, if, if, if those of you who are here today, instead of online, you're like, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'd write, you know, if I was going to do a 20-hour sermon, you'd hope you're online you, or at home. You know, anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read sections of it. I, I can't read it in its entirety, but there's a little bit, I hate to say it this way because it almost sounds bad, but there's going to be repetition, if you will, a lot of the same thoughts, even in the Psalms, you notice they're not like, like point A, B, C, D, E, and F. But, but there's this repetition of some ideas sometimes that come back up. And so in the Psalm, you, you, we're going to break down some chunks. We're going to pull out some verses. We're not going to read the whole thing. But it really, again, it points to this, real, this, this whole thing, that this could be this life-challenging thing. So Psalm 119, Aleph, which is the first um, uh, letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which you... All of you know that. Sorry, one last bad joke before we go in. <laughs> Number one, uh, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Joyful. 
Now, most of us look for, for fun and joy in life. I see joy right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, most of us look for, for joy and fun, right? Now, before, I, I, I have in my notes, I have BC and AC. Now, some of you, some of you know what the, the BC life is. It's before Christ. And, and so, before knowing Christ, I mean, I wasn't this horrible sinner. Like, I have friends who were like, uh, like I had this one friend, he was like a drug dealer, but he was like a really good one. He had distribution networks and everything. And so we made him a church planter in our movement because he's really good at structures. <laughs> and it's funny because I was in a seminar one time. He was there, and my, my other friend, Steve, who was a, a legalized drug dealer, um, you know, for one of the c companies. It was just, it was kind of funny. Two very different drug dealers dealing with very different people. But um, anyway, BC, before Christ, you know, look for fun in a variety of ways. Some good, some not so good. We're just going to leave that there. Uh, but AC, after Christ, not ACDC, found joy in reading his word and following his word. Now that, I'll be honest, that came as quite a surprise to me. I started reading the Bible because I was trying to figure out God, and I was really convicted that this was his book. You know, it was all going to be on the final exam. But I was a bit surprised that as I read the book, like, it got, it got to be the thing Denise and I would do together. We'd get together and, like, sit in a hammock and read our Bibles. Like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, yeah, I married up. But, you know, it was kind of this fun period of time because I found myself reading this book that I, I tried to read it before and didn't get it. You know, I mean, like, you, sometimes you try to read the Bible if you kind of haven't asked God to come into your life. You just, like, words and stuff, you know. I, I remember, like, I was trying to like, get the concordance in the back, which is, like, It'll show you where different words are, and you're, like, looking stuff up, and you're like, I don't know what this all means. And I, I kept trying to read in the King James sometimes that I couldn't understand the King James, um, <laughs> you know, or, or the New King James, uh, you know, but it's fine. I, some verses I could, some, but, you know, it, it, I couldn't, it came as quite a surprise for me that the joy became living differently. And now it says laws. Now, when it says laws, uh, you know, joy for those who obey his laws, one, don't think legalism and Pharisees. As soon as we say law, if you're a believer and a follower of Christ, you go, oh, those Pharisees, those laws, those rules. Now, but also think laws. What he's, uh, you know, the psalmist is talking about the scripture. It's talking about God's laws. But there are rules and regulations to faith. There's ways we're supposed to live. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know <laughs> there, there's, there, there's ways that it lays out, prescribes the way that we should live that, that will ultimately give us this better life. And, and so when you, when you hear law, though, also think the word, the Bible, the scriptures, all these, all these words that we say that point back to this book. That, you know, and, and they didn't have the whole book. <laughs> you know, at this point, we, we have the book. And we have, we have so much revelation, if you will, about God, about Jesus, about his coming. And, and there's so many things in here that can give us life and joy and, and this new way of living. Um, now, honestly, have you, have you ever seen the movie uh, Tom Hanks' Castaway? You know, I, I always picture myself there, and he has to knock his tooth out with an ice skater. If you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not going to watch it. It's a spoiler alert, but whatever. <laughs> Connect with Judy. They watch good movies. <laughs> we have, there's some weird movies, like Mud Falcon or whatever. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about some funny movies yesterday. Yeah, I, I totally probably messed it up. But, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I like it. Now, if I were stranded... On, on, a, um, on a desert island, what book would you want? 
We know the right answer is the Bible. I, I think first I'd want the How to Get Off a Desert Island book because there actually is one. So I mean, maybe that one. But if I was going to be stuck on an island long term, I love books. If you go into my, some of you have been in my office, uh, there are books, there are a lot of bookshelves. Those bookshelves are full. I've got piles of books in front of the bookshelves. I need to go to Ikea and get another shelf, I think. Uh, or I just need to get rid of some books. because I, I And then if you, if you look digitally, I have, you know, a lot of books. <laughs> you know, I, I have a ridiculous one. I can't remember sometimes I'm like, I own a book. I, I know it's not a hard copy. I know it, I own it in one of three or four digital formats. And I'm going through trying to figure out how I own this book because I need to read this book. And then it's like, uh, anyone else have that trouble? Okay, so I love books, but here's the thing. This book is the one that changes. This, this is the one that, that gives me the, this new way of life, this new way of living. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love to hang out in a library, but there's really no substitute. All those books don't substitute for this book. Um, they do not compromise <laughs> with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Uh, keep commandments. Now, a passage I regularly, I, that's easy for me to say, regularly read to you is, out of the Sermon on Mount, I'm, let's see if it gets, get, I'll get started, see if anybody knows. Um, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds his house on solid rock. Uh, th though the rain comes and the torrents and the floods rise, the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. And, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods came and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. It, it, you know, we, in the New Testament, we have even more of the words of God that the, the, the psalmist isn't speaking of, but, but then it's, are we going to live those words out? Which is such a part of the Christian faith. It's not just, you can know this book. I've known people who know this book better than I'll ever know this book didn't live it, didn't follow it. And, and the real joy, the real transformation comes in not just reading the book and knowing what's in there, but are you going to live it out? And, and again, it, it's this joy, it, it's this better way of living. Uh, <laughs> you know, we all build our lives on something, you know, feelings, culture, you know, popular philosophy, and, you know, we, we, we often, you know, we build our lives on stuff, but a lot of those things aren't really solid. It's like building your house on sand. Because our culture changes. Twitter changes. Facebook changes. I'm about ready to get off Facebook. I just, the, only, the only reason I'm on it is to communicate with you guys. And I'm just tired of it. Because all the stuff people put... Anyway, <laughs> you know, and, and it's easy to forget the truth often because we're distracted with so many other things, right? Anyone else have a life that's slightly busy? Okay, just three or four of you, that's good. The rest of you have ample time. You sit around all day and read your Bible. You've memorized Psalm 119 by now. Uh, you've re memorized everything up until then, you know, or some of you are just on Psalm 118. Like you're gonna get to 119 starting, you know, maybe next week or something. You know, we do. And so we, we forget about things that are true. I, I one time I was reading this book. I'm like, man, this seems familiar. And I finished the book. I went to shelve it. And I put it right next to its twin. Because apparently I'd bought the book, read the book, shelved the book, 
<laughs> I, you know, anyone else ever done that? Just me. One, one other person? You've done that? Um, I don't know if that's old age or... Um, I did have to buy a larger print Bible. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, uh, and, uh, but often we also ignore the truth we know. Like, I know how I need to eat and exercise and do things to be perfectly healthy. Right? Most of us kind of know. And you can have different philosophies on what's best or everything. The problem, though, for most of us is not that we don't know. It's that we like tacos. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love washboard abs. I also love tacos. So there, there's, there's a battle, right? I, and, and there's a battle of wills, and we have to decide. And so a lot of times, you know, we, we know the truth of the Bible. We know how we're supposed to live it, but we kind of choose the other things. Now, tacos, it's fine to choose tacos. Nowhere in the scripture does it say, thou must have washboard abs. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of us have, you know, the fullness of the Lord. Uh, <laughs> and all my full people said amen. Uh, <laughs> you know, the truth, a lot of times we don't, you know, live the truth. It's often been said, you don't need more truth, you need to live the truth you already know. Because we struggle with that. But again, I, the more you read the Bible, the more you spend time in his word, the more you'll be convicted about what is truth. And it, then it's easier to live these things out. Uh, and, and so when the storms come, because life, life will hit you with storms, you know, think, you know, your significant other leaves, your, you know, <laughs> medical issues, all these kind of things that hit us, you know, and two houses might look the same, but what they're built on, it matters, right? Now, some of you noticed the new wheelchair ramp. Woo! Shout out to all the people who helped. Josh, you spearheaded the project. It's cool. You know what's something we found out about the old one? Bob was cutting one of the things off. He was standing on one of the things, and it just fell. Fortunately, he wrote it down, and it was only, you know, it was on a short place. But there were, like, supports in there that... Either people didn't put nails in, they didn't put galvanized nails in, so you don't you know construction. So it's like they're gone after a while because they, they rust away, and there's, there's a reason we use galvanized nails, not roofing nails for things like that. And, and so there's this, you know, it looked okay, a little rough looking, but really it needed more support. Although we thought about at the landing where the, the, all the supports were gone, if we could just put a baptism in there, and then like we could <laughs> baptize people as they came... We'll get you baptized one way or another. No, uh, but you know, you, you, it looked good. And a lot of times our lives can look good, but if you're not based on the right thing, ultimately storms in life will knock you down. And ultimately there's a final coming judgment. Your house might look nice, but ultimately the one who shows up for the judgment, it's got to it's gotta be built on what he said, how he says to live. Not just things we like, not things we saw on Twitter, you know, not, not all these different things. And we build our lives other than teaching the Bible, uh, in, in specifically here, the words Jesus, we expect a big crash in this life or at the end. Um, oh, that my actions would consistently reflect my decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. Uh, you know, <laughs> compare my life with your commands. We're, we're, we're made to thrive in life. I like that word thrive. 
I go to a conference all the time called Thrive. Like, I never remember what it's called, but I, I like the, I can't remember why we call it Thrive. It's just a, an annual meeting I have. But, but I, I like the, the idea of Thrive because God doesn't just want you to get by. God wants you to thrive. But a lot of times, you know, we look at things and we think, we look at his laws, his rules, and we look at them as restrictions, right? Ugh, I don't want to live that out, right? Anyone ever feel that way about something the Bible says? Be honest, because if not, you haven't read it. Like, there are times when you want something that's different that's in the Bible. Especially when you first start reading it, because you're like, what, what, what? <laughs> I had a friend one time, can't, I won't even tell you what it is. <laughs> but he was like, you mean I can't? I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, there are restrictions. Now, has ever, I, had, I had fish yesterday, it was good. But you know what was good about that fish? It wasn't in the water. Because <laughs> that's the fish's natural habitat. Now, a fish might want to live on land, but what happens if a fish goes on land? We eat it. <laughs> like it's not going to survive. It can't breathe. So the restriction on a fish is most. There are like some weird things in nature. But generally, <laughs> the restriction on a fish is it's in water. Now, it's not that we're like trying to stop the fr fish's freedom by keeping it in the water. Your goldfish flops out. You might, I remember we had fish. They, every once in a while, they'd commit suicide or something. They'd like jump up and like land outside the tank. And if you don't put them back, what happens? Yeah, you can eat them. Um, or, or, you know, <laughs> a, a train. You know, some of us, you're watching that new factory being built, anyone? Like, it's fascinating. And they, they finish, the train track goes into the building, so they load up and everything. I know! It's awesome! Go by! Look! It's yeah, but, you know, I, you're probably more attentive to the road than I am. Like, Bartley and I are usually driving, we're like, look at that! And, <laughs> um, anyway, trains are great, right? I used to ride the train, like, I lived in the city, I'd ride the train everywhere, it was like a subway downtown, was, you know, I loved it, you know, the T in Pittsburgh, for those of you who know, anyway, the train thrives on tracks, right? What happens if the train gets off track? People die. <laughs> you know, it, it's made to live on tracks, and so there are restrictions for things. Um, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be Superman. I know, some of you think I am, thank you. Um, but I always wanted to be, I, I just, I, I remember I had this like cheap Halloween plastic suit. It was like, remember the plastic Halloween costumes in our day? Made of like trash bag material. So like you went out, it was good because you like sweat 40 pounds while you're trying to like go get Halloween candy. It kept you warm if it was, you know, cold outside. So maybe that was all this. I don't know what it was they were thinking. Um, maybe they weren't thinking. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, I love Superman. But I never once got on my roof, put on a cape, and jumped off. Why? That's good. Because some people do. There's always some kid who, you know, I, I wasn't the smartest kid, but I got that part right. See, now there's a risk of injury, right? If I jump off the thing, what happens? I'm not made to fly. I don't fly. Gravity. It could be your friend. It could be your enemy, depending on what's going on. <laughs> and, and, and so we're, recre we're created for restrictions. Now, it's tough because as soon as someone gives us a restriction often we what do we do yeah like you ever walk up someplace says do not walk on the grass what's the first thing you want to do 
Some of you don't want to walk in the grass. Just give me a nod. I want to see who the rule, rule followers are. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if it says don't walk in the grass, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I want to walk on the grass. And, and so there's, there's restrictions, rules, but they're ultimately for our good. Now, that's six verses. Only 170 more to go. No, we're going we're gonna to skip a few. Um, you kind of skip it down to verse 9. How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? You know, here's the thing. There, there are challenges, those of you who are younger. Uh, you know, it's tough to stay pure. I had a friend one time, and he was just like, yeah, you just have to have these years where you, like, live like a hedonist and crazy and everything. And I was like, no, you don't. Because if you get on track early, we've talked about this in the men's group. I had a friend who, um, he, uh, he, he's actually a pastor in Lancaster now, but uh, when he went to Bible college, there's actually Bible college, you can go and learn to do this pastor thing. Uh, I skipped Bible college, long story, uh, but, but I went to a seminary later. But anyway, so, uh, you know, there's Bible college, and he, so he goes to, to class, and they're like going through, and everyone's given their testimony, and it was like, he knew it, so he sat like where he'd have to give his testimony last because he really didn't want to do it. And at this Bible college, there's all these people like, yeah, I was a prostitute, and da 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 and I was a drug dealer, da 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 Like, I, all these crazy stuff. And he's like, oh my gosh, I got saved at four, you know? <laughs> but ultimately, when he got up at the end, I, I think I've told you the story, where he, he, he's like, my testimony, he's like, hey, I, you know, I didn't do all those things, but God saved me from them. And so you can be a person who goes through life and does the hard stuff and learns it, or you can be someone who God saves from that, and then you at a young age, that's why we, we value Sunday school for our, our kids. That's why they, they take off, because they can't listen to my sermon and get it all. <laughs> Some of you are like, I want to go start teaching just so I can get out of a sermon that's 176 verses long. But, you know, <laughs> th that's my plea. Until we get volunteers, I'm going to keep preaching every verse first. But No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> you know, if you want to stay pure, you, you put his word in your heart at a young age. Because then you know right from wrong. Uh, you know, I'm going to skip down verse 11. I have hidden my word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do you hide God's word in your heart? Like, I mean, do you, like, you don't physically, we're not dumb, we're going to stick it in my heart, right? This is, but, but we, we, we read it, one. Because, you know, some of you are like, oh, my mind, everything just kind of, you know, it's like a sieve. I put everything in, it goes right out. Anybody feel that way? Well, at least if you're putting this in there, it's going to be a clean. I'm just saying. <laughs> it'll, it'll clean things out. You know, but you, we read it. We memorize it. You know, if you've got a struggle, a problem, memorize a scripture for it. I had a friend who put a, the verse, you know, I will set no vile thing uh, before my eyes. He put it above his TV. He stopped watching TV. No, <laughs> I don't know if he did. Uh, but, you know, you listen to it. Some of us aren't great at reading. It's okay. You can, you can listen to it. We, the the Bible app will actually read the scripture to you. You don't want to read, you got up in the morning, you're commuting somewhere, listen to it. It's amazing how you can listen to the whole Psalm 119 and not even be at work, most of you. Uh, <laughs> you know, listen to it taught. Bible study groups, get together with friends. I'll tell you, one of the biggest joys of my life, well, obviously my children, but uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the great joys of being married is I got a partner to study scripture with. Like, we're, like, talking, we're not even always studying the same thing, but it, it's like we're talking about Jeremiah, and we're talking about, you know, and I'm, like, a history kind of geek, so we're, like, bringing in history and different things, and she's reading, and it's, it's this great partnership because, you know, we can, we can talk about it, 
Now, not everyone's going to have that with your spouse, but you should shoot for that. And if you're dating, maybe you need to start doing that now because that's the expectation later. You know, choose somebody who wants to read the scripture with you. My other, my other uh, advice to marriage is choose someone who wants to be with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, choose someone who wants to be your friend. I've seen, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, I've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Things I never thought I would see. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I have rejo- verse 14, I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. You know, the, the longer you spend in the word, the more you learn to rejoice. Because it, it, it's no longer just a bunch of words. It's no longer just stuff that you read. But it becomes this, this, this source of joy for you. Now, when I first, I, I know it's hard to believe, you look at me and you think, man, that guy's probably a runner. Um, <laughs> before my knee injuries, believe it or not, I was a runner. And I, I can tell you stories. It was funny because I never looked like a runner. I looked like a bodybuilder that shouldn't be moving that fast. And I became a good distance runner because I needed to maintain my weight for wrestling, and I just always had this drive to push harder and harder, and I worked a 4 to 12 shift, and nobody was home, so I ran when I got home, and then all my friends were asleep. (laughs) So I had nothing to do but run. Anyway, so I ran. Here's, to be honest, when I started running, did I like it? No. For those of you who don't run, you have the 0.0 sticker on the back of your window, don't run. <laughs> when you first start running, it's terrible. It's like you're going to die. It's like, so, like, why would anyone do this? There's a cross-country movie we found recently from like, the same people who do like Flywheel and all the Christian movies. And it's like, they were like, why would anybody do this? <laughs> you know, because it's, it's going to be hard at first. But the longer you run, you learn to enjoy it, right? You learn to get that runner's high. You, it, becomes, it became something I, you, some of you not. You didn't go hard enough. But if you, if you do it long enough, you learn to enjoy it. And that's kind of how the word is. There's times when you may not want to read it, but you learn to enjoy it. Lifting. First time you lift, I remember like you, you lift, you go home, you wake up in the middle of the night, and you hurt in ways you never hurt before. <laughs> you, you hurt in places you didn't know you had. Muscles hurt that you didn't think you had. But if you keep doing it, what happens? Then it becomes a joy. You like lifting. And so it's natural to do that, but we have to take time at it. You know, uh, skipping all the way down to verse 25, it says, I lie in the dust, revive me by your word. You know, and I, I told you, I love the song, you know, Wake Me Up Inside. It's not a Christian song. I, and I'm sure that's not what they were thinking, but for me, it's, I get this, this, this idea of reviving. And somebody, uh, it's a powerful song. I love that song. Anyway, uh, but what truly, the song kind of gets me excited, but what really truly revives me is his word. I, and, you know, and one of the things, you, you might notice occasionally that I speak out of the Gospels. Like, like pretty much every week. Like, you're going to get a little Jesus. Because, number one, it's all about Jesus, so Jesus generally comes up. <laughs> but two, it, it, you know, it's one of those places in the, in the scriptures where you can really just see God's heart because you see how he interacted in this world. And so one of the ways to revive ourselves, sometimes you're feeling down spiritually, probably don't start with Leviticus, but maybe you, you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, <laughs> we constantly we read that. Now here's the thing. Most of us, when we're feeling down, we're feeling like life's hitting us between two by four. What do we do? Netflix? Pizza? Food? 
Disney Plus, if that's your, your, your preference. Uh, drugs and alcohol. You can let that sit for a second. We turn to these things that often, you know, are destructive, that, that don't give us life. And then we wonder why we really don't feel revived. I, I, I kind of wonder, you know, what would our life, lives look like if we turn to the right thing, his word? You maybe you do go lift first, because sometimes I get the frustrations out lifting, and then I read my Bible. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> help me under, verse 27, help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Now, it's funny, because when Christians hear the word meditate, some people already freak out. Oh, they're doing yoga in the park and meditating. So like, you know, there's a gong. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. You know, <laughs> meditating on, uh, it's a biblical word. It's in here. It's literally in the Bible here. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's not empty your mind, but thinking about the things that God has done. You know, I, whatever, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in my job. One of the cool things about my job is like I get to study scripture. That's a part of my job. I, I don't get to do it all day long every day. I know that's kind of some people think Jeff just reads his Bible for 40 hours a week. No, uh, <laughs> but, but I get to study it. And I look at the passage and then I'm like meditating on it all week. It doesn't mean I'm like, oh, shaka laka laka Jesus wept. But <laughs> I'm thinking about what it means. And, and all of us can do that. And there's times you might be meditating on a scripture because you're not exactly sure what it means. Or sometimes there's one that really speaks to your heart, and maybe you need to write it down and put it some places and keep hearing it. But, but when, we, when we meditate on God's word, it changes it. Now, that's why I like reading in the morning. Because, I know some of us are not morning people, right? Like, some, you know, some of you, you admit it. You're, you're probably watching at home online. Uh, but, because you're still in your pajamas. But, you know, I, I like reading in the morning. Why? Because that's, whatever you read in the morning is like you're thinking about it all day. Um, just thought. Uh, <laughs> verse 30. I have chosen to be faithful. I've determined to, be, to live by your regulations. There, there's this choice. You know, Joshua says, you know, choose this day whom you will serve. And there's this daily choice we all make. We've been doing the, in men's group, we've been doing um, some of the I Am Second videos, and they're just kind of cool. It's like someone's story, and then there's like some scripture to kind of go with it, and you kind of figure out how people are, are really, I Am Second because Jesus is first. But, you know, and so we're doing the Robertson family. We did Phil, and then we did, um, I can't think of her name already. Kay, Miss Kay. I know, I have to call her Miss Kay. Like, anyway, that's a, if you watch the show, you get it. But, you know, Phil, like, when he was trying to, like, uh, he, he'd become a believer, and the, the pastor was like, well, just try to be good. He's like, that's new. Never tried to be good. <laughs> you know, but part of it is there is a choice, right? And I often talk about the two pedals. There is our choices. We have to decide am I going to do this? Am I going to read this? Am I going to study it? Am I going to put it into practice? And then the second pedal is, is the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will change you. But, but it's this partnership, taking both pedals to, to really push a bike well. You know, if I had one leg trying to bike, and had one leg unhooked from my pedals, and some of you know, we, we clip in and everything, you know, when I bike, would I, would I get as far just doing this? Honk, honk, honk. We were bored as kids. We had nothing to do. That's the kind of stuff we would do. Anyone do that? You're like, just like, okay, pedal. We're going to race today with our right legs. And now our left. You know, some of you are like, that's why they invented video games. Like, it was <laughs> nothing to do. But some of us are kind of hoping either it's all by my will, and then we fail, or we're just 
asking God to change us and give us different desires, but we're not doing anything about it. It's really both. And, and if you want to go forward, you want to go faster, you want to go where God's called you to go, it, it really it, it takes both pedals. You can't just sit and coast. Verse 37, turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. You know, we often trade the things of worth for things that are worthless. You know, if I told you I had the choice to watch Netflix or go watch my kids play sports this week, what's the good choice? Like, it's pretty obvious, right? Like, like if, you, if you said watch Netflix, something's wrong with you. Um, even if you hate sports, you know, the point is, like, you know, problem is, it's, it's a little, it's a sneakier choice with the choices we make about worthless and worth things of worth. Because, you know, should I eat a healthy meal or fast food? Should I exercise or lay on the couch? Which is better? Which do we often choose? <laughs> it's great that you choose exercise, because they're great for bacon. Um, bacon's a good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> but, you know, and, and sometimes I think we miss this, because I think sometimes a spiritual battle is going on. See, you know, we're getting fun at one of the New Testament verses here. Galatians 6.12, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We often fail to make the right choices because we don't realize there's a spiritual battle going on. And sometimes we just let Satan win because we don't want to fight. We don't want to see the fight. Um, you know, verse, uh, you know, since I'm failing love, I will walk in freedom for I devoted myself to your commandments. Last week we talked about sin is sticky. Um, <laughs> You know, there's this freedom to live in God's way. And uh, verse 55, I reflect at night on who you are, Lord. Uh, you know, therefore, I obey your instructions. I reflect on who you are. You know, I think sometimes we look at this Bible, and, you know, most Americans have one. It's like the bestseller or whatever. Anyone here not have a Bible? Or at least, if you, if you don't have one physically, you, you have one digitally probably anyway because you've got a phone. Most of us have a Bible. The problem is not having the Bible. The problem is getting myself to read and study it sometimes, right? Now, think of the last president you liked. I don't want to get into modern politics. We kind of skipped that. We'll let people fight over that later. We'll have a fight out in the churchyard afterwards. So we can put MMA style, whatever. You know, I don't care what your politics are. I don't, I don't want to say the president. You used to be able to say the president, people care, but now it's, we're so divided as a nation. Anyway, think of the last president you liked. If they personally wrote you a letter, would you read it? So if, if God writes a Bible, now he didn't physically write it, he inspired it. I'm not, I'm not going there, but, but we, we struggle to read it, right? Think of the celebrity you admire the most. Or, you know, if you're Devin, have the biggest crush on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of you know that one. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but, but Sorry, Devin. <laughs> but, you know, if, um, if, if the celebrity you admired most wrote you a letter, would you read it? Why don't we read it? I think sometimes we don't value it. Like we say we do. But we don't by our actions. Um, <laughs> uh, 
evil people try to drag me into sin, verse 61, but I am firmly anchored to your instructions. Uh, you know, people in our culture try to pull us away, right? Dwight Moody said, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. Leave that one there. Uh, you know, verse 67, I used to wander off until you discipled me or disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. Um, used to wander off. And we talk about Luke 15. It's, you know, lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. You know, and we're all like sheep. We talked about that with Psalm 23. But we tend to wander off. But, but, but God, God kind of pulls us back. Now, if your sheep keep wandering off, we, we do that. But, you know, kind of to take that analogy in a slightly different direction, to keep wandering off, you need to do something to the sheep, right? You need to fix it. Now, if, um, you know, if I have a fence... You know, you know ki kids or dog will wander off, and so you might, you put, you put up a fence in your yard, let's say, right? Um, but the kids and dogs can both learn boundaries. Sometimes dogs don't have the capacity or just the will, that's a different thing. But, you know, if I put up a fence to keep Josh from falling into the lake, because we live by the lake, it would be a shame that now that he's, like, grown up, I still got to put a fence up, Right? Like, boy, you need to learn not to get, you know, <laughs> stop falling into the lake. <laughs> you know, uh, we, 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 and that's it. We have to learn, too. And so we, we wander off, but we also need to learn to, uh, to, to hear his voice and to, to grow. <laughs> and so some of you see, hearing this need to know that God has grace for you when you turn to him. He pursues you. He seeks you out. But some hearing this, you know that it's time to grow up and stop wandering off. Your instructions are more valued to me than millions in gold and silver. You know, there's, there's this constant battle. <laughs> you know, we need to value this more than, more than money. Now, I, I, I don't think you have to be poor to be a believer. I don't think you have to have no money <laughs> to follow Jesus. But, but in our culture, we really struggle with that. You know, what it is to have money. And, you know, it's, it's easy to have money, but it's also easy for your money to have you. Um, and, and reading your Bible with an open heart is what keeps you focused on the right thing. Charles Spurgeon said, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. I'm going to skip down to verse 100. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I refuse to walk on the, any evil path so that I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, more insight wiser than my elders you know god's truth changes the way we live now i like trivia do you know rubber bands last longer when refrigerated S some of you are thinking about putting your rubber bands in the refrigerator right now weirdos um <laughs> sorry <laughs> just loving yeah anyway uh you know uh, no number from 1 to 999 includes the letter A in its word form. Some of you are sitting here like spelling it out in your head. Well, I'm checking, checking me on this, right? Uh, Jupiter is twice as large as all other planets combined. You guys are like writing these down for later. You're like, I'm going to tell these. Oh, Super Soaker was uh, designed and invented by a NASA engineer. Flamingos can only eat with their heads upside down. crazy 
That's why they have long language. They actually filter their food out. So um, Alaska is the only state whose name is on one row of the keyboard. Some of you are trying to like A S C S K C K L N. There are 32 muscles in a cat's ear. I threw that one in for Judy. <laughs> for Gertie, there, cat lovers here. In uh, most advertisements, including newspapers, if you remember what they were, the time displayed on a watch is 10:10. I don't know. I haven't checked on. I just read that one. It made, made it. Now here's the thing. I know a lot of stuff about stuff because I like that kind of stuff. I like dumb stuff. I, I had a book that as a kid I bought, uh, you know, why clocks run clockwise. And, you know, it's interesting because they're invented in the northern hemisphere. It has to do. But, you know, I, I love, like, trivia stuff about that. But you know what? None of that really changes me, right? Here, you know, this is the book that will change us if we let it. There, there's things in here. There's, there's something different about this book. It's not just a book. Yep, but God does something when I read it. He convicts me. Some of us experience that. He changes me. He, you know, he changes the way I, uh, that I live. Um, <laughs> verse 105, your, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. Um, you ever try to walk at night without a light? It's easy to turn around, even in your own house, like, you're like, you wake up, you thought you were somewhere on the bed, you're trying to get up, and you find yourself in a closet when you finally get a light on. You're like, I, <laughs> am I just the only one that does that? The rest of you don't want to admit it. Some of you are like, yeah. I'm, uh. I remember uh, I went hunting with Josh one time, and I, he didn't have cell phone reception. <laughs> and so I left him in a deer stand way too long. Um, and, but I couldn't get him and then it's like it got so hard to get to where he was i decided to drive the car i left and i drove down the road where i could get closer to him and then like i called out to him and i had a light because he didn't really have a flashlight um and so you know i I had to give him a lighted path but problem is he didn't follow my light he he i said go to your right and he instead he followed the light uh, he got very, very wet and very, very muddy. Um, I did let him in the car, though. Didn't make him walk home. But, uh, you know, he needed the light to find his way. Uh, you know, he needed the light to get on the right path. And, and this is a light to our path. That, that's one of those great ones to, to, to memorize, you know. Your word uh, uh, is, a light, is, uh, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I, 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 there was like a song. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my <laughs> Thank you. The, the musical people could tell me what it is. Um, I, was at, I was at something yesterday and Lewis prayed instead of me. And so I told him today I was going to play the keyboards. Um, but <laughs> I forgot, you know. It's, anyway. But now you've heard my singing, you know why I don't. Um, so if, if we're looking for directions in life, you know, th- this is where you'll find it, believe it or not. It's funny, the more I seek God here, the more I'm clear about where the other things I need to do in life are. Um, I'm going to skip some of my notes, don't worry. <laughs> um, I pant with expectation, longing for your commands, and, you know, do, do we really desire God's word? Again, the more you're in it, the more you understand it, the more you, you, you'll love it. 
when I bring Loki outside, Loki, you don't know, is my dog. He's beautifully, wonderfully cute. Um, I think God made him cute because God also made him dumb. Um, <laughs> some of you know what I mean. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love the dog, but, you know, he, he does some dumb things. And, like, he, he gets hot so fast. It's funny because we're outside people. I'm always working outside. He's, like, trying to get inside. First couple years of his life, he spent chained up to a tree. So I think he wants to get as far inside as possible. He, he's like, I'm an inside dog. I'm like, no, you're a mix. When we're outside, you're outside. But, you know, he comes in after, like, a hot day like this, and he, he can't just drink. I mean, he, slot, he gets water all over the kitchen floor. Like, those of you who have pets, you know what I mean. Like, you're like, what in the world? Like, can't you just drink your water? But it, it's like this panting after. This, this, it's like me, like, when I, when after I cut the grass, and it's real hot, and I'm, like, chugging water, and it's, like, spilling all over my shirt and everything, too. And I'm like, I don't care. This is good. And that's, it's, you know, do we desire it? Do we desire it like a dog pants for water? Do, you know, um, you know. <laughs> Do we, do we have this thirst? And you know, we, we often fill our thirst with other things. TV, Netflix, relationships, food, alcohol. Um, just saying. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> I, I want to skip down 147. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for my help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. In verse 62, it said, you know, about midnight. See, here's the thing. 24-7, 365. You know, so I'm a morning person. It's easy for me to tell you, get up in the morning and read your Bible, right? Because, like, I'm up at four anyway sometimes, whether I want to be or not. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's easy for me to get up. Some of you are more night people, so maybe your time to study in the night, too. But I, think, I think it's still, I think it's a good idea to put it in all parts of your life. Because even though I'm a morning person, if I read a little scripture before I go to bed, I dream about the Bible. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, my, it changes the way you think. And, and so 24-7, 365. Um, you know, uh, your word is like a great treasure, you know, like lost sheep. Um, you know, Jesus, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to skip that part. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Number one, if you want to get on the right path, you, we talk about three things. One, admit you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died for your sins. And then commit to following him. Like, that, that's step one. Because we're all broken, we have to admit it. We have to believe that Jesus is the solution for that problem. But then we commit to, to living differently. And again, a life of faith is a life of a relationship. But a relationship involves interaction. You know, you can't, if you're married and never talk to the person you're married to, that's weird, right? <laughs> like, like you, you want a relationship with them. You want to talk. This is primarily the way God will speak to you. Like, it, it's like no other book. I read it and I'm convicted of things. I read it, God directs me. And it's not just me. It's not like Jeff's got a lockdown on this one. Uh, um, now, so how do I actually put this into practice? Now, because here's the thing. I just guilt tripped at y'all. Read your Bible. And you're going to leave here, and what you're going to try to do tomorrow? That's good. At least you didn't say forget all about it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it takes personal discipline to thrive in life. Now, I got a cool thing now. There are so many neat tools out here. Here's the thing. I got, have anyone heard of the Filament app? 
Okay, so I got this app. Um, if I, in, this, in the NLP Bibles now, it's got this little icon. I scan it. I click go. It gives me study resources, devotional things, and I guess like, actual pictures and video. This is crazy. Like, we live in a, I know some of you are like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> I've got more resources on my iPad than I could possibly have, and now I've got even more stuff on this app. It's called the Filament app. I know some of you are writing it down. Some of you are downloading it right now. But it has to be on a New Living Translation that has a special little icon there. You have to scan the Bible and everything. It's cool. You should check it out, though. I, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm liking it. Uh, I needed a new larger print Bible. and the newer <laughs> I was, like, trying to read my Bible, like, up here, and it's, like, it's shrunk. I think, I, like, Denise put it in the wash or something, and my, my Bible shrunk a little, and the print was harder to read. Uh, but here's the thing. It, yeah, that's a cool tool. Now, version, we talked about that, the Bible app. There's like, you know, there's reading plans in there. If, if you struggle to read, commit to a reading plan B because, you know, it's there. Um, there's a something called a study Bible. It's just got notes at the bottom that it helps you kind of interact with text if you struggle to understand some things. There's some great study Bibles. I can recommend one to you. I, I got some. You can try some. Usually, I've got a pile of Bibles in my office anyway. Um, you know, and there's something called Right Now Media that we, we have that you can have. It's like a gift to you. There's all kinds of, like, videos in there that'll help you grow. There's Bible studies. You can grab some people together. Um, there's no substitute for the Word, but that tool will help you. Um, you know, I, I like to work out. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Um, I've had this lifelong fascination with strength and fitness and uh, and tacos so it's <laughs> here's the thing with working out even if you're strong you'll get more reps when you have a spotter because you'll 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 push harder and when i have a workout partner that i'm scheduled to meet to work out i'm much more likely to show up to work out the last couple of weeks my biking group has been a little off because we've been building ramps and things like that and everything. You know how many solo rides I've done in the last couple weeks? None, because some of you tracked me in the app, and you know I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard to ride solo. I, you know, I kind of riding with a group. You have to meet them. You have to go. It's just so easy to skip a solo ride because the only one I disappoint is me. <laughs> and, and it's the same in the Bible. Sometimes you just need to have a reading buddy. You know, even have someone you're talking to about scripture. You, you need to have someone you're meeting together. You can get together and do a little discipleship group. It doesn't have to be a big group of people. It could, you could just grab somebody who's within arm reach of you right now. You guys could read the same thing and then talk about it. Some of you are too, out of arm reach. We're COVID arm reach. Um, <laughs> six feet or more. But, uh, you know, but having someone that you kind of come into accountability, not like they're going to like throw, you know, be like, ah, oh, you didn't do all this stuff. But you know, is, is there someone you can connect with? You know, we can form small, we're small groups. We have the men's group. You know, we read some scripture. It's not the only thing to get you through the week, but it's something to kind of keep you on the right track. And so sometimes groups and things, uh, we need to work out together, if you will. Um, even, even church will be affected then by the way you do that. Now, how many people here have eaten today? Some of you are not breakfast people. Well, if you, if you eat a really late, like you eat lunch, and that's your first meal of the day, that's breakfast because it's breaking the fast. So you're, you're just a late breakfast people. 
How many people will eat today who haven't eaten yet? That's pr pretty much everyone, but a couple people over here are not eating today. If you need food, we have food boxes up top, and we'll, we'll help you with that. Uh, but, you know, most of us are going to eat today, right? Are you going to eat tomorrow? No? You're going to fast? Okay, that's good. No. <laughs> are you going to eat the next day? Like, most of us are not like, I, I can't wait till Sunday because that's the day I eat. We eat like one big meal, like a giant snake, and then sit around for the rest of the week. Uh, most of us don't do that, right? Why? To, to really get through and thrive in life, you need to eat regularly. Problem is, some of us only eat on Sunday. And then you, we wonder why we're weak throughout the week. we haven't eaten like yeah like you know you ever fasted for a long period of time medical test or something or like spiritually no you get you can get weak you're not like oh let me go lift heavy weights <laughs> you're like oh my gosh i just want to make it to the next time i get to eat um i used to you know for, for wrestling i had to get good days and days without eating and like your performance level definitely shrank but you had to make weight everyone had to do it this horrible thing. Uh, but you know, you're, we're weak without eating. And so you can't depend on even just Sunday. If you, if you depend on just Sunday to get you through, you won't thrive and live the life you're called to live. And, and, and that, again, it, it's this privilege to live that way. Be, because we get to thrive in this world in the way God's called us to live. Um, now, here's the thing. Don't expect, after this one sermon, you've got it all down, you're going to be fine, and you're going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're, you're going to have times where you get off from reading the, reading the Word. Again, that's why your friends are helpful. That, that's why it's, it's good to come to church. One of the things, that, you know, church is a couple things. One, it's like you're reminded of the Word, because if you forgot to eat all week, we're, we're bringing it. Um, it's, it's also a place where, you know, church is the same. If you're not here because everyone has gifts, and if you're not here, we're missing your gift. So I'm just saying, we miss you. If you're on, I know some of you can't make it online. Just give me a shout out to you. Um, you know, so you may not reach your goal overnight. You're, you're don't, but don't become discouraged by mistakes and stumbles. Like, I remember learning to ride a bike? I still remember that. I, I know it's weird. Some of you may not remember. Or maybe you remember teaching your kid to ride a bike? Like, <laughs> my kids, we have this disagreement over what went down. I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> you put your kid on the bike, you let them go, and they fall down, right? And then, like, you just gave up, and you never got them on a bike again ever, right? No. You get back up, right? Like, and if, if, you, if you fail at things, you keep moving. And that's the way it is with spiritual life. You may not get all of Psalm 119 down today. You may not be able to say everything that the psalmist says. And I, I encourage you, here, here's a first step. Read Psalm 119 this week. If you can't read it in one sitting, just read a section each, well, for the next 22 days, because you got, <laughs> you know, read on it, meditate on it. You may not be able to, to, to say with confidence all those things that the psalmist does, but in time you will. And a lot of things are just kind of that, that slow, steady move in the right direction gets you where you're going, like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> um, 
So here's my advice. Read your Bible and pray every day. If you fail, just pick it up the next day. And again, surround yourself with people who are going to help you move forward.